coming up at James Connolly Social Club, there is a Troy DSA housing presentation. And joining me now are two of the organizers. Thank you. Yes, I'm Caroline Nagy. Um, I live in Troy and I'm a member of the Troy DSA Housing Committee, which has organized this event. And I'm Cody Bloomfield, another member of Troy DSA's Housing Committee. Thank you for coming on to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Before the recording, we were talking about how it's really important to have this conversation in Troy because the tenants' rights are very different from Troy and Albany. Caroline, could you elaborate on what you were beginning to tell me? So living in Troy, um, we are a city that is majority renter. Most people who live in Troy rent their homes. And yet um, the all, everyone except for one council member, um, and that is my council member, Keani Conley-Wilson, uh, are all homeowners. And I think there is an attitude among a lot of folks in Troy um, that tenants' rights are just not that important. Um, What we've seen in Troy is a real lack of local protections for tenants. Unlike in Albany, you know, we don't have a certificate of occupancy, um, an inspection program, making sure that homes are in, um, you know, decent uh, repair. Also, um, unlike Albany, you know, um, our leaders are not prioritizing securing housing attorneys uh, for folks who are at risk of eviction, while Albany is actually entering um, a pilot program, which we're going to hear all about um, at our event, uh, um, to actually provide people who are at risk of losing their home with an attorney to actually help them in their case. Another thing um, you know, while um, Albany passed a municipal good cause bill that would protect tenants from unreasonable or unfair evictions and unsustainable rent increases um, in Troy, you know, that's never even been brought to a vote. The point of this is not to trash Troy, but rather we're holding this event to get a sense of like what's possible What are some things that, you know, what are some steps that we can take right now to build tenant power and increase protections for tenants in Troy? And so we actually have, I think, a really exciting panel. Um, We'll have some folks from Albany talking about the work that they've done. We also have um, two amazing Troy organizers um, and and tenants, uh, Marquita Edwards and Kiani, um, who will be joining the event, as well as a statewide organizer, Sia Weaver, who is part of Housing Justice uh, for All, and who can um, talk about, you know, what, in addition to what um, municipalities can do, what are some of the um, changes that we need to make at um, the at the state level. I'll add a little bit. So I had some statistics that I had pulled up for the event. And according to the Census Bureau, one in five, which is 23% of Troy residents live in poverty with the per capita income in the past 12 months recorded as less than 28,000. At the per capita income, the median gross rent of 964 would consume more than 40% of these households' annual income before taxes. So I think it's really important to note, too, that 
folks' wages aren't keeping up with inflation and there are so many people that are housing insecure right now or just on the brink. And our community's resources for housing, like the lack of affordable housing, um, like Caroline's talking about, the lack of tenant support, these things are, are reaching a real tipping point in terms of becoming uh, like a catastrophe of sorts for people and in, in regard to their housing. You know, nationally, we have seen incredible rent inflation um, in the last uh, couple of years. And I think in a city like Troy, another issue is that, you know, we're close to New York City, we're close to Boston, um, you know, with the rise of remote work, you know, a lot of folks leaving larger cities, we've seen a real influx of new folks and um, which is okay. Um, but the real problem is get it, you know, is all of the housing investors who've been priced out of New York City who want to come up here and, you know, extract um, wealth from community members. And I think, you know, all you have to do is go and walk around, you know, some of our neighborhoods, walk around South Troy, walk around North Central, you can see, um, you know, the kind of con housing conditions that Troy renters are expected to live with. And um, they're completely unacceptable, you know, um, buildings falling apart, uh, leaks, um, you know, lacking heat, um, all of these things are highly detrimental for anyone's well-being, but especially for children, um, for their health, you know, for um, asthma and, you know, education, educational success. Um, you know, it really, uh, having, you know, safe, stable housing is so important um, to childhood, um, you know, uh, well-being as well as families. And the other thing is, you know, as rents increase in Troy, we don't want to lose people. We want everyone who wants to be able, who wants to be in Troy to be in Troy. I think, you know, we really don't want to see a, the kind of gentrification and displacement, you know, that you will, that we have seen in cities like Kingston and Hudson. You mentioned local, statewide, national. Where are the most effective laws implemented? We talked a lot about Troy versus Albany. So is it on the city or have some statewide laws helped protect tenants? So I think you actually need all of the above. Um, the federal government has been out to lunch on um, renter issues for decades. And um, actually, January 25th, uh, President Biden is going to make his very first policy pronouncements um, on tenants' rights. And, you know, we're still all waiting to see, like, what's going to be included I think, you know, the, the right level is every single <laughs> level, unfortunately. You know, I think getting good cause passed in New York State would be the single biggest um, game changer for tenants. Um, so often we've seen uh, situations where people, you know, people will come to us and say, my building is getting sold and my land, you know, my landlord wants me out or the new owners want me out, what can I do? And right now, unfortunately, if you live in Troy, the answer is nothing. And I don't think that's acceptable. I think that everyone has a right to stable, safe housing that they can afford. And I think you really, you know, you don't, you really need all levels of government as well as, you know, nonprofits, organizers, um, tenant leaders, really to 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 build a change. So yeah, my answer is, I guess I'm going for a maximalist, um, all of the above uh, approach. 
the pricing out idea, the New York State's hesitancy to tax millionaires and billionaires, is is this kind of linked in with the uh, real estate getting priority over individual rights? And how do we fight against that? One of our panelists, as Caroline said, is going to be Sia Weaver from Housing Justice for All. And they have a really great resource on their website that's called Pay to Play. And it's a PDF booklet talking about this issue in particular and like the biggest names in real estate and how they actually lobby for on behalf, like I'm making air quotes, like on behalf of tenants and like what are fair, what is affordable housing. But when you look at like where the money is coming from, it's always coming from the same folks and the same few organizations. Uh, and they're holding all of the power when it comes to real estate. And they are the ones that are lining the pockets of our politicians. And they are the reason that it's really hard to for like smaller organizations like ourselves to fight for these rights and these protections because they do have a lot of resources. I think New York politics has really undergone a sea change since 2016, um, when a lot of folks became a a lot more interested in politics than they were before. And, um, you know, ending the joint um, Republican and moderate Democratic um, control of the Senate um, and electing folks who are not beholden to the real estate lobbying and money machine is really, you know, what has um, brought about some of the changes that we've seen in the last few years and made a lot of these tenant reforms even possible. And, you know, this is something that you're seeing with the LaSalle judicial nomination um, fiasco. Um, a lot of folks are a lot more aware now of the importance of the judiciary and not having a conservative judiciary. I think that it's very important for tenants' rights um, to have judges who understand and respect um, tenants and their rights. And I think that's another change that we need to see. Thank you both for coming on the Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Troy Democratic Socialists of America is the Facebook group where that information can be found, Building Tenant Power, Good Cause Eviction and Beyond, taking place on January 25th at 6.30 p.m. at the James Connolly Social Club. Thank you both. Thank you for having us. Thank you.